The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. The, the first address that me and I had after I got married is Mamish like a, Mamish a year after we got married because we went this apartment, that apartment was in a big rooming house in a bungalow colony, which for whatever reason in those days it used to be called the main house. And it was at the top of a hill, it was like a postcard surrounded by picture trees and a circle of bungalows and we had a, my first son was born then and it was a brick structure with large windows and it boasted a tall chimney. It was mamish like it. We were, the world was ours. It was a beautiful porch around it and, and we were there. We had two rooms on the second floor in a bungalow colony. They were small but it fit most of our belongings. We came to the country then. We didn't, it wasn't a child of what to pack. We took everything we owned. And we were also able to squeeze in a brand new crib and it's a proud little music box they used to have with the animals dancing around the dementies. And uh, they were like engaged in a perpetual dance, you know, with Simcha Steyer, and it entertained the baby for hours during the day, not at night. But, uh, <laughs> so sometimes I look back and I think, you know, we were in a make-believe trance. We were enjoying a very naive kind of a life, right? We weren't ready for the harsh roads. So one afternoon in the summer, about a week into the summer, we dropped off the baby. I dropped off. We dropped off the baby by my in-laws, and I drove off in my then coil Chevy Buick. The front was a Chevy, the back was a Buick. I'm not going to get into that again. And uh, we drove into town to pick up some odds and ends. Into town was no problem because it was downhill. The way up was a little anyway. And you know, life uh, for us at that point, life life couldn't get any better, right? It didn't even occur to us to think that that annoying smell of propane gas that uh, permeated the building would be a problem. So we picked up what we needed, and we made our way, huffed and puffed, back up the hill. And as we turned onto the colony road, we noticed that something very exciting must have been happening. And uh, on both sides of the truck were the local fire trucks, most of them pickup trucks and flashing lights. And uh, I, 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 was, I said, it doesn't make sense. They don't break our color wall so early. It was next door to Camp Aguda, you know? Then we, we, we tried to approach the... The colony and this very stern-looking, you know, state trooper—they can look stern. Um, they, they, he said, "You can't. You have to turn around and go back." And we said, "But, but we, we, we're in this colony. We're in the main house." And he gave us this look, and uh, you know, like Oyve Nebuch, right? And uh, that started to frighten us. And he waved us in, but we couldn't go too far because the fire trucks were coming and 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 the flashing sirens, ambulances, and. All of a sudden, you know, our youthful naive uh, that we control the world came to an end, and uh, people were standing around shaking their heads in, in disbelief. And let me tell you what I saw. The walls of our beautiful main house uh, that so proudly graced the colony had disappeared into thin air. And a gas explosion blew the, the gas-saturated bricks off the building into the air, and I found Svarim that I had like a half a mile away in the forest. The hikers picked up and camped. And the remnants of the walls and anything attached to them were now lying scattered on the ground. And uh, the floor and walls between the rooms still stood there swaying in the wind. Okay? So propane gas is very dangerous. And there really is no utility as a company sends someone to fill the tanks once a week. But I, So, because we panicked... Because the crib was there, with no, it looked like a dollhouse with no walls. The crib was there, and the menchies were going round and around. But it just took us a second to realize that we, we remember, did we leave the baby upstairs and ask someone to listen in, or did we bring the baby to my in-laws? We remember we brought the baby to our in-laws, but that was that scary moment. 
We weren't sure. But imagine, like I said, imagine looking at the inside of a dollhouse with the exterior walls out. Anything that was attached to the walls, my svarim, were gone. They, they were all over the place. They became like a treasure hunt the rest of the summer. Anything that, that wasn't connected to the walls just stayed there. You know? It's like all the, it was like that nothing happened. It's like the tables and the chairs, you know, and, 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 and everything on the inside was there. And my wife said, you see, I told you you have to clean up before you leave the house because you never know where the walls are going to blow off. You know what I mean? Right. Um, we learned later that it was a surviving chimney that held up the interior of the house and totally collapsing. And uh, it was really terrifying, the empty crib. I just, I just Sometimes I think about it. And the music, and, 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 and on top of that, the music still playing. <laughs> the menchies, like, twirling around. And uh, there, was, there was one Hamish woman on the front porch. She, she blew off Baruch Hashem. It was a nest. She, she went flying off, and she was okay. There was, the technician from the gas company was very badly hurt, although he survived at the end. Um, and so here's part of the nace. That was the day... It was the day of the Levayev of Shneir Kotler Zechus Most of the Yungalite were not home because they had gone into Levayev. For whatever reason, I couldn't go. Um, because most of the Yungalite weren't home, even though it was supper time, most of the women and children were still outside. We made that cheshm. It was just it was it was a passing thing, as if as if uh, the Rosh Hashiva, even as he left this world, saved who knows how many how many lives. So the town officials roped the area around and placed the guard to make sure no one tries to climb up and retrieve any of their belongings. And, uh, but there was legitimate concern because they said the structure is not stable. And the next morning a tractor came and threw a chain around the chimney and gave one pull and it was like an amazing thing to watch. Boom. They're like in the cartoons. Okay? <laughs> so we found another place to stay for the summer and we had to do, we had to re-buy our clothes and... Uh, the summer drifted back normal, but at least for a while, we said, wow, this world is very temporary, you know? No one owns anything. It's like the Rabbi Shalom gives you a day, you go with that day. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.